I want to read this scripture. This is what I'm praying over us because the righteous will flourish like a palm tree and they will grow like a cedar of Lebanon planted in the house of the Lord. And it says that they will stay fresh and green. Tell your neighbors, say, I'm so fresh and so green, green. All right. (laughs) Some of y'all know the reference, outcast. I hope you had a great Christmas. I know some of you are still trying to figure out what day of the week it is. It is Sunday, and it is the last day of the year. And I am convinced, you cannot uh, prove to me otherwise, the time after Christmas Day until the new year is the weirdest time of the year. Would y'all agree? It's like everybody's kind of in a fog. It's like I don't really know what what time it is, what day it is. And it's it's strange. As a family, we've had a few days um, to be able to work on the house, get some projects done. And uh, we've been doing a lot of cleaning. Anybody been doing some cleaning before the new year, getting rid of some things and making preparations for 2024? And I want to tell you this morning, um, and I think my wife is watching live right now, um, she is basically Marie Kondo 2.0. And if you don't know who Marie Kondo is, uh, there was this TV show that came out, and she's a lady that would go into homes and... um, she organizes and cleans and makes them tidy and, and all these things. And, and she, basically, she causes anyone who's a hoarder to have a lot of trauma and anxiety. Um, and she'll ask this question, does this spark joy? And I'm like, yes, it does, Marie Kondo. I want to keep all my things. And so Kendra and I, we've, we've went back and forth on this. We've been married for eight years. And I'm thankful that Kendra is so clean and tidy and organized. Everything has a place. And, and that's great. But she pays me back because I, I make piles everywhere I go. Like there'll be like some cups or like a few clothes over here, some tools, a few projects are started. Anybody else have a spouse that does that? Yeah, just nudge them. Um, But what she does is she will get cardboard boxes and throw them into the garage, and she will block the exit in case there's an emergency. We're all going to die because there's no way to get out of the house. I'm like, so there's piles on both sides, but I'm confessing today I need healing. I have hoarding tendencies. Does anybody else have hoarding tendencies? Yeah, y'all need to watch the show with me on TV. Um, it's not that bad, but sometimes, here's the, here's the deal. I refuse to throw things away, and I hold on to things that are a little bit unnecessary, things that have no purpose and no value, and honestly, for no reason. And one of the biggest fights Kendra and I got in is the, the week we got married eight years ago, she went, through, she went through and threw away all of my socks and underwear that had holes in them. And I was like, babe, those are prized possessions. Um, I'm, gonna have, I'm scarred, like, and so we've... we've We've had a lot of growing over the years, but if you were to be honest today, everybody look at me this morning, if you were to have an honest evaluation with yourself this morning, the reality is that maybe you are holding on to some things in your life as well that bring you absolutely no peace. Things that bring you no joy, things that are bringing no glory to God, and things that are adding no value to your life. And and I believe if we want to have the best year that we can have in 2024, and grow into all that God has for us, we are going to have to rid ourselves of some things that are holding us back. Because the reality is you can't do what you've always done if you want a different result. We're going to talk about that a little bit today. And I just want to preface with this. This is not a message today to motivate you, to get you to set more goals, to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, to like shake your neighbor by the shoulders and be like, let's do all these things and to run faster and to run hard. No, no, listen, please, please, please. This is not about adding more things to your life. It's actually quite the opposite. 
For some of you today, you do need to add some things to your life. But I would say for the vast majority, we need to subtract. We need to do some math today. Tell your neighbor, say, we're about to do some math today. Hopefully not division. Okay. So the two questions, and I want you to write this down. What should we add to our lives and what should we subtract? What should we add to our lives and what should we subtract from our lives? And as I prayed about this morning and what the message should entail, I believe it should be very simple. Uh, as you approach the new year and as you are making goals and setting goals and achieving things and all of that, I want to help you filter through these two questions. Would you write this down? I need a filter. I need a filter. Tell your neighbor, say, you definitely need a filter, all right? Some of y'all are like, you need a filter for your mouth, all right? That's not the filter I'm talking about. Maybe for you, that's the filter you need. Uh, But as we go into 2024, I believe that if we can have the appropriate filter uh, with relationships, with finances, with decisions, what should be added and what should be taken away. I've got a verse that is, uh, it, it speaks to this, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 through 24. It says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. Everybody say faithful. And he says, he who also will do it. I want you to write this down. There is hope for my life in 2024. There is hope for my life in 2024. Why? Why is there hope for your life in 2024? Because the God of peace the God of purpose, the God who created you, the God that gave you a name, the God that that breathed the earth into existence, he who called you is faithful. That's why. He's faithful and he will do it. Well, who is faithful? God's faithful. Who will do it? God will do it. Well, what will God do? He's going to do everything that you can't do in your own strength. And he's going to help you accomplish the things that he created you to do. I don't know if you've ever tried to accomplish something or do something in your own ability and you come up short, but there's something about the presence of God that changes everything. The things that you can't do in your own strength, the things that need a miracle, the things that seem impossible, it's these things that we're talking about. So maybe you're here this morning, you're like, I don't really care about anything you're saying. Well, I'll pray for you. Um, but maybe you're here and you're just not really optimistic about the new year. And I, and I get that. I've had years that have just been not as good as others. Maybe you're lacking hope. Maybe uh, this last year, the last 12 months, have thrown a few punches that stung a little bit more than you expected. I want you to hear me this morning. There is hope for your life in 2024. I believe that your best days can be ahead of you if you would allow God to move in Your life. So, if he called you to do something and if he created you to do something, we need to know that God is faithful to do it. He will enable you to walk with him. But the realization I had as I was writing this this morning, and I knew it needed to be short because of kids, but the realization I had is that oftentimes we plan a year, we set goals, we we want all these things. We start chasing down vision, we start running after purpose, and then we turn around and we realize that God hasn't really been a part of any of it. 
that it was all selfish ambition. It was all me, 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 me. It's all what I want to do. And so with that being said, please, 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 I want you to do this today. I want you to take all the way back to when you were born, your date of birth, all the way up to today, I want you to take your entire life and dump it into the filter that I'm about to give you. Do y'all have that picture of that filter? Yeah, I drew this. Y'all give it up for me. Yeah, okay. I did that on my iPad. This will probably, it'll be worth something someday. That's your life. And this is a silly example, but I want us to do this. I want us to ask the question, does this honor God? This is me down here. My head's been big my whole life. Give me grace, all right? Does this honor God, body, soul, and spirit? And I'm going to break that down for us today. You can take that down so they're judging me big time. I, I want you to think about this. If you were to dump your life into the filter, the reality is whatever makes it through the filter of the scripture I'm going to give you today should be added to your life. But if there's anything that gets hung up in the filter of God's word, maybe you've lived your whole life and you've never had a filter. I want to encourage you to add a filter today. Maybe your filter is a little dusty. I want you to dust it off today and apply the word of God to your life. This is the reality. The filter catches anything in your life that's not supposed to be there. Anything that doesn't bring God glory. The filter, it removes anything toxic from your life. Old habits, old flames, hey yo, old thinking, sin. Poor health choices, poor spiritual choices, negative attitudes, poor stewardship. Mindless scrolling on your phone, poor spending habits. I could go down the list. This filter should provide you comfort that you don't have to decide yourself what should be a part of your life and what shouldn't. It's body, soul, and spirit. Would you write this down? Body, soul, and spirit. This is the question. Does what I'm feeding my body, my soul, and my spirit honor God and bring him glory. I'm going to say it again. Does what I'm feeding my body, soul, and spirit, does it honor God and bring him glory? And if there's not something, if something's in your life that doesn't bring God glory and doesn't honor him, I want to encourage you this morning, you have a decision to make to not let it go into 2024 with you. Because ultimately, this is the reality. We have a choice what we take into the new year. And all God's people said, Y'all were way more excited about a short sermon. We have a decision of what we take into the new year. And all God's people said, Amen. praise God. Y'all are awake, okay? We have a choice what goes with us. Y'all have heard new year, new me. That's a lie. You the same. It's a new year, but it will be the same you if you do not apply God's word to your life as a filter to show you where to go because we know that insanity is, is repeating the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. So please hear me. Please, I'm, I'm pleading with you today. Don't go into the new year chasing down new business ventures, relationships, making investments, making decisions, creating things, making changes without the word of God. There's wisdom in it. There's wisdom in it. We have to let him sanctify us completely. Would you write down this word? Write down the word sanctify. This is a churchy word, and it's in this verse. I'm going to read it again in a second. Sanctify means being set apart, being changed, looking more like Christ than, than your old self. More of him and less of me. Would you write that down? More of him and less of me. 
if you have one goal for 2024, and it's simply this, church, more of him and less of me, you'll have the best year of your life. In every area of your life, if this is your goal, hey, more of him, more of God, and less of me, you will have a blessed year. It'll bless every part of your life. Because 1 Thessalonians, to go back to the main verse, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Would you write this down? Let God change you completely. Everybody say completely. Let God change you completely. Because if we were to be honest this morning, which I, I hope that you can do this, the truth is, is that we like to pick and choose what God has access to in our life. That may, sorry, Lord. We like to choose what God has access to in our life. And I just want to encourage you this morning that when you gave your life to Jesus, when you surrender to his will, the old life is gone and a new life is here. So as a Christ follower, we do not have the liberty to choose what areas God has access to in our life. And so I'm going to paint a picture for you. I realize that the moment we start choosing, picking and choosing, selecting here, chose this, oh, you can, you can see this, but God, maybe not this. Listen, the moment that you start picking and choosing what God can change in your life is the moment that you've become your own little God and you push him to the side. When you say, oh God, you, you can change anything but this. Don't, you can't see this. You can't touch this. You don't have access to this. You are now in control. And I just want to warn you, that is a very dangerous way to live your life. And everybody's, you know, you've done this. I've done this. It's not an effective way to live. We have to allow God to change us completely. Maybe you've heard the, the phrase from Paul. It says, follow me as I what? Follow Christ. Y'all heard that? Hey, follow me as I follow Christ. I want you to see how silly this would look in real life when we have selective, uh, we're selective with what God has access to in our life. Hey, follow me as I follow Christ, but don't look at how I talk to other people. Hey, follow me as I follow Christ, but don't look at how I treat other people, how I talk about other people. Don't look at my attitude. Hey, follow me as I follow Christ, but don't look at my finances. Don't, don't look at my marriage. Hey, don't look at my integrity. Don't look at my character. Hey, follow me as I follow Christ, but whatever you do, don't look at my internet history. Hey, follow me as I follow Christ, but don't ask my kids how I talk to them at home. Follow me as I follow Christ, but don't ask my, ask my spouse if I love them or if I just act like I love them in, in public. Hey, follow me as I follow Christ, but don't talk to my coworkers or my boss because they'll tell you the truth about my life. Hey, follow me. I'm gonna keep going as I follow Christ, but don't look at my soul. Don't look at my soul because I haven't rested in years. I just go, 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 go. It's like an Energizer Bunny. It's an awful way to live your life. Hey, follow me as I follow Christ, but don't look at my work hours because my job gets the best of me and my family gets the rest of me. Follow me as I follow Christ, but don't check my spirit because it's downcast because I feed it nothing but garbage. I hope this resonates with somebody this morning. That's how silly it looks. Follow me as I follow Christ, but don't look at my health. Don't look at my body. Don't look at the way that I, I treat myself. Follow me as I follow Christ. Let's stop being selective with what God has permission to change in our life. 
It's simply this, to dump your entire life into the filter of body, soul, and spirit. I'm going to give you a few scriptures here in a second, and I want you to write the references down, and this is all I'm going to ask you to do today. As a family, if you're an individual, you're here by yourself, do this with yourself, do this with a friend, do this with your family, your kids. I want you to take these scriptures home, and I want you to pray, and I want you to ask God, what does this mean for my family? What do you want to do in my soul? What do you want to do in my spirit? What do you want to do in my body, in my my health? I want you to change what should we add and what should we subtract. So as it pertains to the body, this is what I want to read. The reference is 1 Corinthians 6, 19 through 20. You can write this down. It says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. I'm going to read that again. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. This area was hard for me. It still is hard for me because I really like good taste in food. And all God's people said, but I've realized that there are healthy things that taste good as well. Right? But you ain't going to desire something if you don't feed something, if you don't feed your body good things. I'm learning to shift my perspective from living to eat to eating to live. The best time to start with health is now. And I made a decision after Thanksgiving. I was eating my fourth plate of leftovers that night at midnight. Y'all been there? Don't judge me. Oh, don't judge. Y'all were like, ah. And I'm like, I got to do something. This is my prayer, is that in my body, in your bodies, that God, you would sanctify us completely. Because you are faithful and I need your strength. Here's the next one, the soul. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. This is speaking to somebody this morning. He says, I will give you rest. This is Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is what? It's light. Some of you feel like 2023 has been nothing but heavy, ill-fitting, and you've been dragging yourself to the finish line of today, can I tell you that his yoke is easy, his burden is light, but we have to take the responsibility and make the decision to yoke up with Christ and not our own selfish ambitions. Because it'll wear you out thinking you need to do more, achieve more, accomplish more, more goals. I'm not against goals. I'm actually a very goal-driven person, but I'm telling you too much of a good thing can actually be bad thing. My my prayer is in my soul, God, would you sanctify me completely because you're faithful. And God, I need your strength. The last one is the spirit. Very simple today. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, but whoever is united with the Lord is one with him in spirit. Ephesians 4, 30 through 32, this is powerful. And do not grieve, do not bring sorrow to God's Holy Spirit by the way that you live. It says, remember, he's identified you as his own, guaranteeing that you will be saved on the day of redemption. This is, a, this is great advice. Get rid of all bitterness and rage and anger and harsh words and slander and all types of evil behavior. If we just simply do that, you will walk more freely tomorrow. It says, instead, be kind to each other. Turn to your neighbor, just smile at them. Then turn to your other one you ignored or you don't know and just smile at them. This was probably weird. 
Be kind to each other. It's actually awesome. It's a lot of fun. Be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God, through Christ, has forgiven you. The last one, Romans 8, 11. It says, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead, it lives in you. And just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, he will give you life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living within you. This is my prayer, is that in my spirit, God sanctify me, sanctify us as a body of believers, because why? You are faithful and we need your strength. I want us to be confident that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, it lives inside of you. If you are a Christ follower, everybody look at me. If you are a Christ follower in this room, if you're not, this is a great place to make a decision for Jesus today, to make him the Lord and Savior of your life. If you are a Christ follower, the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the grave, it lives inside of you. So stop telling yourself you can't. Stop telling yourself, well, I'll always be this way. Stop telling yourself, this is just how life is. No, you have power that lives inside of you from God. But you got to walk with him, you got to trust him, and you got to lean on him. I want you to make me a promise today. I want you to make me a promise. Everybody hold your pinky up. We're pinky promising from afar. I taught my kids how to pinky promise. They never get it right. They're like thumb or like index finger. Y'all can put your pinkies down. All right, I was just joking. Some are like, it's <laughs> so good. Promise me that you will filter your life through the word of God. It will bless you. It will bless your marriage. It will bless your finances. It'll bless your kids. It'll bless everything that you touch because there's wisdom in the word of God. For some of you, as you're hearing this and we've talked about finishing strong, you're like, Seth, I can't finish strong in 2023 because I feel like I'm pulling my body across the finish line of this year. Anybody feel that way? I wanna tell you, you may not be able to finish strong, but please hear this, you can finish well. You may not be able to finish strong, but I am telling you with confidence you can finish well. Well, Seth, how do I finish well if I can't finish strong? You make a decision right now. God, you have my today. You have my tomorrow. You have my next day and the day after that. Every day is yours. My life is yours. Hey, I'm telling you, you'll finish well. And the beauty of finishing one season well is that you start the next one strong. This is what God wants for your life. Don't set more goals. Don't try to accomplish more things. Don't try to pull yourself up by your bootstraps this year. Simply ask God to refine you. I'm gonna read a, a proverb over you and we're gonna pray. Proverbs 4.20 says, my child, pay, no atten or pay attention. Don't do that. Pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Do not lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech and look ahead. Everybody say look ahead. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet and stay on the safe path. Do not get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil.